The Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show is sponsored by Acunet Mortgage, an equal housing lender, NMLS ID 255368, and Acunet Realty Advisors, which is a separate company from but still affiliated with Acunet Mortgage. Welcome to the Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show, getting you inside information on buying, selling, and financing your home with expert advice from Acunet Mortgage and Realty's Brian Wickert on WTMJ. Hey, welcome to the Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show. I'm Brian Wickert, president and owner of Acunet Mortgage and Acunet Realty Advisors, along with my number one son, Acunet Mortgage Loan Consultant and Manager, David Wickert. If you have any questions or comments, you can give us a call or text us if you're shy on the Acunet Mortgage Talk and Text Line, which is 414-799-1620. Good morning, David. Good morning, Dad. All right, let's get started with this um, April 1st article from the wall street journal which i'm not ironic this article. is not ironic but the headline was a buyer's market hopes rise with falling rates more homes for sale this article by the way was written by laura casisto and then it goes on to say um after a market that favored sellers last year more favorable conditions are already bringing price cuts and fewer bidding wars oh from her lips to god's ears wow. i say the spring home buying season is shaping up as the best in years, she writes, offering new opportunities after last year's tough housing market drove away many would-be buyers. And she talks about a number of good economic factors like falling interest rates, which we talked about in last week's show. The pace of home price growth is slowing on a nationwide basis in the, in the major metro area. And then uh, she quotes uh, the chief economist, from CoreLogic, who says, it's been a rough go for home buyers since the bottom of the housing market, and there are signs we are entering a period of normalcy. That's according to Ralph McLaughlin. You're sure this wasn't an April Fool's joke? No, Deputy Chief Economist at CoreLogic. Mr. McLaughlin goes on to say, conditions could be the most favorable to home buyers since the housing market bottomed in 2012. Wow. So everything's better, David. Wow. Okay. Look, pack up. Go home. Here okay, we go. Okay. Yeah, yeah. We've got plenty of homes for sale. So, you know, this is the over, we talk about this time and time again. The issue with national articles like this is they are skewed yes. towards major metropolitan areas. The article goes on to talk about Philadelphia, San Jose, Seattle. All these places are, in fact, a big slowdown in um, $100,000 houses. 750 so okay. people are having to cut their prices they're on the market longer there are more homes listed for sale okay okay that's on the coast by the way one other cool graphic that they had yeah provided by redfin a big seattle-based real estate company allegedly according to their data 47 percent of offers last march in 2018 had competing offers nationwide okay well first of all they're not a nationwide real estate company but they're in several markets. But that's anyway, that's their number. Now they claim that only 15% of offers had competing offers oh, in okay. March of 2018. Well, not in southeastern Wisconsin, folks. Here's, here's the update for southeastern Wisconsin. This is uh, information from the Greater Milwaukee Association of Realtors, multiple listing service, of yeah. which I'm a member. And I hope these numbers get a little bit better uh, as agents finish putting up putting in their data, although they're supposed to have it done by now. Okay. As for March sales, single family home sales. This is in, for last month. This is for March, 2019. Okay. The month just closed. Single family home sales in the five county metro area were down. Are you ready? 
19%. If 100 homes sold last year, 81 sold this year. That's right. Well, and the real numbers are that there were 1,162 homes that changed hands with the help of a member of the National Association of Realtors. That's 277 fewer than March of 2018. Even if there's a slew of for sale by owners in that number, hey, it's it's not 19, it's 15. That's still not a right. great and maybe, number. Maybe the number is going to get better. What's your leading theory for why March home sales were so significantly down? Well, snow in February, actually. That's right. The polar <laughs> vortex and all that. Because Silly as that is. your March home sales are a result of activity. Yeah, you uh, negotiate the month prior. Or, that's right. Or sometimes there was more snow in February, silly as that sounds. So I'm hoping that's the case. Now, over on the listing side, there were 1,867 single-family homes that were listed for sale in March. So I'm going to spin that by saying, oh, the net difference between listings and sales is 705. Uh-huh. So, hey, inventory grew by 705 homes for sale in the five-county Milwaukee area in March. That is about 80 fewer net gain in listings than last March. To be fair to our headline writers here, though, it is a buyer's market in Milwaukee, so long as you're willing to buy a half million dollar house or more, right? That is correct. Yeah. So, so, it, so it, the even, one sub-market of Milwaukee. That's right, where, where that holds true. All right, now, uh, condo sales were also down, and uh, they were down 75 units, which sounds like, oh, that's not bad, 23% on a percentage basis. Okay. Uh, good news is that 406 new condo listings came on the market. Um, so you have a even bigger increase in condos for sale in the five-county Milwaukee area. All right, when we come back from this first break, um, I'm just going to break down. I, I drilled down a little deeper, and I just looked at Franklin and Wauwatosa, two popular places people want to live. Okay. And I'm going to give you a real sense for the inventory shortage in those two markets when we come back. Home buying advice from the guys who know it best. This is the AccuNet Mortgage and Realty Show with Brian Wickert on WTMJ. We're going to have to get that guy to say David Wickert too someday. But All good. I think it was recorded a while back. Anyway, so we were just talking about uh, home sales in southeastern Wisconsin, and they are down significantly. The initial numbers, and I hope these be a little bit better, are that single-family home sales were down 19%. Condo sales were down 23%. Uh, that, and we're thinking that's all due to the weather, but what that weather does not explain is why we have not seen an uptick in listings of new homes, you know, of yes. homes for sale. And if any realtor is listening out there and has a theory on that, give us a call or text us on the Academic Mortgage Talk and Text Line, which is 414-799-1620. I would love to hear your theory on why this is, that we have this dearth yep. of... Um, Listings. listings. All right. So if we take a look and drill a little bit uh, deeper. Oh, wait. I can. So supplier demand problem with the home sales. It's not demand from our perspective at Accident Mortgage. Oh, for sure. We have issued the same number of pre-approvals, you know, within a half a dozen this first three months of 2019 as we did the first three months of 2018. So to us, it's not a demand problem. People still want to buy houses. Yeah, this is a supply problem. People are not, for whatever reason, willing to list their home for sale. I've got a theory on that we'll get back to in just a minute. But I, I drilled down on uh, Wauwatosa and uh, Franklin, two popular Bellwethers. cities, Bellwethers in Milwaukee County. And if you just look at the headline data, you go, oh, there are currently seven homes uh, actively listed for sale in Franklin. 
But wait, the number that already have offers, the number of listings that have offers, almost half. So there are really only 36 homes in all of Franklin. Well, and you're even comparing a $150,000 house with a $450,000 house. Those those are separate markets even within Franklin. That's right. Okay. That's right. Uh, In Wauwatosa, there are 130 active listings. Wow. As of today, wait a minute though. Eighty-two already have offers. Anywhere from two hundred to a seven hundred thousand dollars house. Yeah, and uh, so that means that there are really only forty-eight homes for sale. And if you wanted a three-bedroom or a four-bedroom, oh, there's forty-three. Okay, uh, there are only four two-bedroom homes for sale in uh, Wauwatosa. Anyway, uh, if we take a look at the number of homes that sold in March in Wauwatosa, that number is forty-one. And if you gazinta the forty-eight. Listings that are actually listed for sale right now. Yeah, that is a 1.1 month supply. Wow, definitely a seller's market. If you do that same math, I was surprised at this. I don't know. I'm, I always thought that Franklin had more home sales. Only 18 homes sold in Franklin hmm. using a real estate agent, a realtor, um, and there are 36. So that's a two month supply. So less tight in Franklin than you know Wauwatosa, maybe. All right, but anyway, that's a, the point is. All real estate is local, and just because you see... And even hyper-local. I mean, like, street by street in the same city. Right, because you're you're right. You're you're not looking for any home in Wauwatosa. You might want to be in East Tosa. Yeah. Or maybe you you want to be down near Bartolotas, you know, kind of in the heart of Wauwatosa. So that further limits the actual number of homes that you want to look for. So proving yet again, it's a great time if you want to sell your house because there's not enough good homes for sale. Right. And so one one theory that I have as to why home sellers aren't willing to list is that they are afraid of what happens when they sell their home. It's like, okay, now I jump from the frying pan into the fire of being a buyer. Yes. And so when we come back, let's talk a little bit about how we can help existing home buyers bridge that transition from one home to another. And we're going to talk about bridge financing in its various forms uh, right after this. And you are listening to the Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show on WTMJ. Getting you into the home of your dreams. Here's more of the Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show with Brian Weckert on WTMJ. Remember, if you've got a question or a comment, and I did specifically solicit any real estate agent out there listening who wants to chime in, we'll put you on the air, or if you're shy, you can text in, why aren't more sellers listing their homes for sale? You can reach us on the Acunet Mortgage Talk and Text Line, which is 414-799-1620. All right, so let's talk about how we help home owners uh, transition from one home to the next. Move up buyers. Move up buyers, or sometimes move down. Also true. That's right. So uh, the general topic is the thing called bridge loans because it helps uh, homeowners get from one property to the next. But there are various different forms. David, you were telling me as we were getting ready for the show today, you've already had a couple of transactions here where we used a variation uh, yeah. on the idea of a bridge loan. Well, Tell us about well, that. I was, it's kind of like the reverse bridge loan. And so it's it's lining up the purchase of the new house so that when the dust settles, the world looks like what you want it to look like. Like, hey, I'm not going to sell my old home in time to apply all the proceeds that I'm going to net that I want to apply. So what I've done a number of times already is we're going to lend you 80% on the new house. 
And then simultaneous to that, we're also going to line up a second mortgage for another 10%. Uh, using uh, which home as collateral? Using the new home. Aha, so we're collateral. giving you two loans on the new home, which results in minimizing your down payment. Correct. And and uh, people like avoiding PMI as well. Because in that scenario, hey, I'm giving you 80% on the first, 10% on a second mortgage. You bring a 10% down payment, which to you know we could also line up a bridge loan on the old house to Correct. free up that equity. But then, hey, when, when you sell your old home, you can go apply as much of those proceeds to the second mortgage mm -hmm. on your new house so that if you want to, you could arrive at that 20% equity. Down. Yeah, that's kind of a reverse bridge loan. Correct, and so let's just say that bridge financing is meant to be temporary financing. Right. You know, no matter how you structure it. And so the traditional bridge loan is where we line up a loan on your old home. Yep. You know, let's say you owe your own your old home free and clear. You've got a ton of equity. Yeah. So bridge loans are limited to eighty percent of the value of your old home. All right. So if if all you have is twenty percent equity, well a bridge loan is not going to do you any good because we can only Led you 80% yep. of the value of the old home. Yes. But maybe your mortgage is half of what your existing home Let's is worth. Let's say your house is worth 200 and you owe 100 on it. Right. We could get you $60,000 right. to go use. Per down payment yeah. on your next home. Right. And then, by the way, when you sell your old home, the bridge loan gets paid off just like any other mortgage. Mm -hmm. And you get the remaining 20% equity. You know, minus your cost of selling, like real estate commissions, tax parations, title insurance, transfer and, taxes, say, transfer tax, which, by the way, we are always careful to help people understand when we're, you know, because people. How if, much am I going to net when yeah. I sell my house? Well, let's see. I owe 160. I'm going to sell it for 200. I'm going to walk away with 40 grand. No, no you're not. No. Are you going to use a real estate agent? Yeah, well, we better put that in there. Oh, you know, you're going to have to pay property taxes uh, when you sell based on the number of days, months, you own that. Oh, yeah. And then there's a state of Wisconsin transfer tax. Oh, yeah, that's right. And you got to pay for title insurance. Oh, right. that's right. So we're good at helping you understand what you're really going to clear when you sell your house. So the other thing to know about bridge loans, when we're talking about putting it on your existing home, there are some costs. Yeah, you're getting a new mortgage. Uh, yeah, you're getting a new mortgage. Yeah. But it's kind of like the cost of doing business and the payoff. It's maybe, what do you think, between typically 900 and $1,500 yes. are the hard costs of yeah. a bridge Well, you're getting the proceeds ahead of time. You know, that's, that's, right. the, that's the cost of getting at that money sooner. And the real benefit is twofold. One, you get to write your offer on the new house absent a contingency that says, oh, yeah, I'll buy your house as soon as I sell my old one. Because that is the super wet blanket of uh, writing offers, okay? Yes. Oh, yeah, I'll buy yours just as soon as I'm done selling mine. Eh. Sellers in a seller's market do not want to hear that. And then the other thing is you get a more leisurely transition if you so desire, right? It's like, hey, I'm going to buy the new house. Maybe I'm going to move in. Maybe I'm going to paint, put a new carpet. And, th and then, then you, you list your home for sale. It's kind of nice. When you already know you have a place to... Wait, so you're saying there's a human element of this financing as well? Absolutely. It, re it reduces stress. Yeah, absolutely. It re removes stress. And then the other thing that's true is... Um, uh, what was I going to say about the bridge loan? The human stress factor? Mm, it lost me. Okay, sorry. Okay, I'll think of it after uh, we're done with the news here coming up. When, when we're... Uh, done with the news we're going to come back and we'll talk a little bit about 
what is uh, moving interest rates around. Yes. Give you a little bit of a rate update. Uh, part of that story is the very good jobs report that came out this last uh, Friday. Uh, that showed the unemployment rate is still at 3.8%. I happen to notice, or you noticed, David, that yeah. during the last commercial break, Uline was advertising. For people. For people. Yeah, that remains yeah, true. Yeah, that's how tight... Not not only is the real estate market tight in the most popular price ranges. Tighter market, the labor market. The labor market. And we'll be back. Don't break the bank to get into a house. Back to the AccuNet Mortgage and Realty Show with Brian Wickert on WTMJ. Hey, just to follow up on our uh, session there talking about bridge loans and why aren't sellers willing to list their homes for sale we did get a text from an unidentified presumably real estate agent that says sellers are worried that if they list their home it will sell so quickly they won't be able to find one <laughs> yeah, so and both a good problem and then a, a not so good problem well, right and after so that. that's why you know a bridge loan could be the solution for that person yeah right is to say all right well let us tee things up for you so that you can buy the next home as step number one, and then list your home as, as step number two, yeah. making it more comfortable to make the transition. The other thing that I have a story that we're gonna tell after this uh, rate update section, um, real estate agents in situations like this will sometimes kind of do what is called a pocket listing. Like, okay, I have this person who wants to sell, but they don't wanna like really go out to the wider, audience of the world and so they kind of ask around their office and say do you have anybody that's flexible in the timing of oh, when they could move in sure. and so i have a client moving from up north wisconsin to southeastern wisconsin and i think she's working on an offer um that's more of a pocket listing quietly uh, quietly hmm. all right david what's going on with interest rates in Hold, america holding steady uh so if you would like 3.99 percent on your 30-year fixed rate mortgage acunet can deliver that for you you would need to invest uh 2400 to get that and that's if you've got 25 percent equity and you escrow for your taxes which is what i do because then at the end of the year i don't have to go Oh man, where's my tax money that I need to go pay my property taxes? That's right. Uh, if you would rather not invest it, to get that 3.99%, which has an APR of 4.06. I saw your eyes. That's on $200,000 That's on a $200,000 loan. If you would rather um, Acunet pick up some of the costs, uh, Acunet could offer 4.25% with an APR of 4.26. That's just with $995 wow. worth of cost. Not extra costs they're literally the things that have to get done to create a new mortgage a, an appraisal yeah title insurance a credit report and the closing agent the person who helps you sign your name 45 times at closing hey i just uh, recorded a new ad that's starting to run today where i compared uh, our closing costs on the same rate to a loan offered by a big bank mm. named after one of our original treasury secretaries i think not alexander hamilton no but a different one uh, whose name rhymes with Schmace. Mm, they have a skyscraper downtown. Yeah, they do. And our loan costs were, are you ready, $2,100 lower for exactly the same rate that they were offering on a 30-year fixed I rate, $200,000. Somebody's got to pay for that skyscraper. So. They are, hey, that's right. If you uh, wanted a 15-year fixed, Acunet could offer 3.875%. APR is 3.9 with just $995 worth of loan costs okay actual friction i did get a email from a customer mm -hmm. that said oh wait i thought my loan costs were going to be eight hundred dollars and now i'm getting my closing disclosure and it says three thousand 
Why is that, David? Because of the wise government forms that lump in your property taxes as costs, yeah. as opposed to things like the appraisal. Right. You're going to pay your property taxes regardless. They're just included in calculating what is money you're going to need. So the so the big bold print on the closing disclosure and the loan estimate says closing costs, and that includes your actual loan costs, yes. the cost of getting the loan. Yes. Plus deposits into your property tax escrow account, plus interest that you pay from the day of closing to the end of the month. Plus you're buying the house the first year's premium of your homeowner's insurance. Oh, yeah. So it's all in there, and they call it closing costs. Yeah. I think what most human beings consider closing costs is what does it take to get my loan. Now, in the really small type on the loan estimate and the closing disclosure, it does break out those three elements. Mm-hmm. But people don't see that. They see the big number, big title, a bold print that says closing costs. You got to know what your loan costs are, folks. All right. So we got the um, jobs report on Friday and that was good. Uh, What do you call that? Goldilocks? Not too hot, not too cold. Not too hot, not too cold. Okay. Um, And and we had more jobs created. The February jobs report was kind of poopy. There were only, I think they revised the number to 30,000 new jobs created. Must uh, have been the snowfall. I don't know. Yeah, no, could I don't have know. been. Well, uh, and the government shut down. They were saying, oh, okay. maybe. I, f- I forgot when that happened, actually, now. Was Jan- that in January? January. Okay. Anyway, um, unemployment rates 3.8, but the real number that we want to focus in on is what? Wage growth. Wage growth. So people got paid how much more for doing the same job? 3.2%. 3.2%. So if you made growth. the median income uh, that Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac kind of put out, $77,300? 77300 is you, the area median income in southeastern Wisconsin. So you'd be making household. Yep, you'd be making about $200 more per month in 2019 than you did last year. All right, so let's turn that back into housing affordability after we take this break. You are listening to the Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show on 620 WTMJ. Find a place to call home. Without the headache, this is the AccuNet Mortgage and Realty Show with Brian Wickert on WTMJ. And let's not forget about our uh, loan consultant and manager at AccuNet Mortgage, David Wickert, my son. And you're going to talk a little bit about uh, affordability relative to home price appreciation and wage growth. Well, this is what you were talking about last week with the FHFA's uh, home appreciation index. Yeah. Yeah, so if last year you owned a home this year milwaukee generally had about a seven percent increase in value correct okay so let's talk about that in real life if last year you could have bought that house on 70th and north avenue for 250 you'd be buying that house for 269 okay this year okay all right so yeah because home prices are going up because uh, demand exceeds supply and any economic system when that happens prices go up and and but at the jobs report on friday you're making 3.2 percent more money Using median income, that's two hundred more dollars per month. Pre-tax. Pre-tax. All right. So let's and say so if you if you just compare, hey, if I made a five percent down payment last year, but I didn't buy the house, and now I'm buying the same house, and it's gone up in okay. cost. Yep. It would only cost you eighty more bucks per month in mortgage payment. All right, and that's because thank goodness another factor in that is interest rates are actually a little better. Correct. Well, uh, from a year ago, from six months ago. Yep. So your wage growth is 
$200 strong against the house you still want to buy is only 80 more bucks per month. That's right. That's so a winning formula. Yep, that's that's good. So affordability is still okay. Yeah, um, compared to what And you, that's if you're at the median income. That's 77000 and change. Mm-hmm. So, All right, there you go. Good. Uh, a good, uh, a silver lining in the dearth of listings. Yeah, right. All right, so so let's talk a little bit about, uh, we'll get started on this topic. I've got uh, a guy I'm going to call Eric. Mm-hmm. And he's a first-time homebuyer in his 20s. Um, Eric's not his real name, by mm-hmm. the way. And we were in, initially introduced to Acunet by uh, his boss, a satisfied customer. Let's call him Tom. That is his real name. Okay. And I've known Tom for 50 years since the day he was born. Wow. Isn't that something? Okay. So he's uh, both a friend and, and a client. And so he introduces us in November. And turns out Eric is making, in his new job that he'd been at for a little less than a year in November when we first talked, about half of his income in commission and half in base salary. Whoop, whoop, whoop. Yes. That is normally not allowed. You Normally you cannot use commission income unless you have a 24-month track record. But you can sometimes get away with as little as 12 months if you have a really good story and documentation to go along with it. And we've talked about his case before. Yes, because so, it's a human underwriter that's right. making a call. And, and so back in November, I said, man, you got to wait until the after the new year when you have a full year in your new job as a commission salesperson okay. under your belt. Yeah. So we're kind of in this waiting period. Well, and we're texting maybe a little bit. Everyone, ah, I'm going to get you my stuff. Okay. All of a sudden, on Saturday, March 16th, I get a phone call. Brian, this is Eric. What do I have to do to get pre-approved today on Saturday because I want to write an offer on a house? I'm mm. like, whoa, pump the brakes, dude. <laughs> you are not getting a pre-approval today. I didn't even check this credit. Okay. And remember, we told this story oh, on yeah. the air. Oh, yeah, Credit Karma says I'm 756. Mm, well, that's on a different scale. Turns out his credit score is really 724, which is still plenty adequate. Yeah. So we go through the process of gathering his documentation, documentation, uh, Getting everything in front of a human fan, underwriter, human underwriter, because to get an exception, uh, a human is going to make this exception. So that took a little bit of time. There are a few other wrinkles um, in the situation. And on April second, uh, I was able to send him his rock solid guaranteed pre approval. He didn't end up buying that house that he was interested in on March sixteenth. The emergency house. Yeah, that passed. Got it. But it certainly got us in high gear uh, to get going, and you know he's motivated now. Right. So, so we did get the exception. Hey, you can buy a home, uh, even though you only have a 14-month track record, mm-hmm. and here's how much you can buy uh, based on kind of a mm, combobulated you know, analysis of his income, making it a little conservative. And so um, he, he goes to an open house then on Thursday for a home uh, listed at 295 and he said the place was swarming with people going through this house. That's I, an affordable price point for exactly. a lot of people. And I looked at it, and it's beautiful. Wow. So then he calls me up. And was this in a tight market, I, a tight municipality? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just say that it's in southeastern Wisconsin. Okay. Well, okay. But, least. yeah, I mean, it's, it's tightish. But there were going to be multiple offers. Likely, okay. yes, yes. So then he calls me up, and he says, okay, so, Brian... Uh, you know, what do you think I should offer? And so, Ooh, should I, I offer? An should I offer ten thousand more? Because see, real estate agents out there, yeah, you really want to have a conference call with your buyer and me, yes, or a, another Acunet loan consultant, because we are really good at 
showing quantifying quantifying for home buyers hey you know what the difference is between paying well, the 295 asking price and you know 10 grand more well because ten thousand more sounds terrifying right it's it's uh forty five dollars a month oh okay okay maybe i should write fifteen thousand over yeah yeah right so so he was you know asking about whether he should write 10 over or 12 or what he should do i'm going to give you the answer that i gave him when we come back find a place to call home without the headache this is the acunet mortgage and realty show with brian wickert on wtmj all right we're in the middle of a little story about how uh we're helping eric uh, a first-time home buyer compete against other offers and so we, um, he asked me, hey, should I offer, you know, 10 over or 12 over the listing price on this house? And I said, yes. let, me, let me tell you this. The difference in payment is $10 a month. $10 the a month. The difference between 10 and $12,000 over. That's right. Yeah. I said. Lay off the guacamole at Chipotle and you can swing the extra Well, I didn't bucks. say that. I okay. wasn't that snarky. I said, uh you know, he's got a fiance involved. And I said, I happened, I didn't know this at the time, but I was on speakerphone. I said, wouldn't, would you feel really horrible if you wrote 10 over and then found out, at, you know, a month or two from now that had you only gone a little higher, you would have gotten the offer, but somebody else snatched it. Yeah. How bad would you feel? Terrible. I said, then put your best foot forward. Yeah. And and his fiance immediately chimed in. I just told him that. I said, okay, yeah. well, it helps to hear it from somebody else sometimes. So you know, put your best foot forward, and then and that's what it takes to win. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and he did win. Here's the good news: they got their offer accepted. Dun, dun, dun. And the other little um, tidbit that I suggested is: would you be willing to pay, you know, a thousand or two more for this house, even if it didn't appraise out? And he said, well, no. And I said, really? Really? You know, okay. you want to keep looking? And he goes, oh, okay. So what would that? Oh, yeah, okay. So they, you know, at my suggestion, uh, the buyer's agent, who we had at a conference call with a couple of weeks ago, I think, yeah, um, put in an additional clause that said, hey, we'll still buy the house even if the appraisal comes in up to two grand short. Okay. Just another a little, little flexibility. Cr- you know, yeah, a little, hey, you know. Yeah. Well, yeah, the seller doesn't want you to spike the deal. Extra, yeah. Right? Especially if you're writing over the asking price. So um, accepted offer. Ba-boom. Boom. We help people win. Yes. And I don't know how many offers there were. Um, it also helped that the listing agent knows and likes Acunet Mortgage and is very familiar with our Rock Salad pre-approval program. There you go. Um, so uh, a, a nice success story there. You know, hard, hard, you know, a little bit of effort here over the last two weeks, you know, get the exception and boom, we got it. All right, so we also had a caller while we were on the last break. Mike from Chicago asked, how accurate is Credit Karma in their credit scores? Well, the answer accurate is compared to what? they are deadly accurate in terms of um, the score that they provide, except for the fact that the score you get from Credit Karma is a FICO score, sure enough, but it's like a training wheel five version of a FICO score. Educational. It's called educational. And it's not the same credit score that you get uh, that lenders use. Right. Okay. I should put, I'm going to do a blog post on this. Okay. Uh, because just to give you an example, the one we use for uh, TransUnion happens to be TransUnion uh, FICO score model eight. Mm. 
I happen to have a Bank of America credit card. Okay. And I just, you know, they say every month, here's your credit score. They actually use TransUnion Model 8. Eight. Hmm. Yeah. Who knew? Yeah, right. So, so Credit Karma is using an educational credit score that is not the same FICO model that mortgage lenders use. In that one example, I was just talking about Eric. He said, hey, my Credit Karma score is 754. No, it wasn't. It was 724. So we were off by 30 points. Yeah. You know, and I don't know what the difference in the model is, but it tends to give higher uh, readings than Rosier. what uh, reality is. Um, so to, to kind of couch the topic of the day, you can't believe everything that you read in the paper, right? <laughs> and so even though the Wall Street Journal said, hey, it's now a buyer's market, and and I'm, I'm sure it is in San Jose and Seattle and even Philadelphia. It's not that way. Not in even close. Southeastern Wisconsin right now because we have a severe shortage of uh, listings. Um, so with an equal number of buyers still out there in the world, at least even compared to last year. Correct. We we pre-approved as many people in the first three months of 2019 as we did in 2018, which was a lot more than we did in 2017. Wow. Um, so yeah, demand is there. It's a great time to list your home. And if you're afraid, you know, about, hey, if I, my home sells so quickly, um, you know, there's two things you can do. Line up bridge financing mm -hmm. and, you know, just click on the blue button and, and say, hey, I'm interested in bridge financing and we can get you hooked up with that. Uh, even if we're not involved in the, you know, end loan, because a lot of people who own their homes free and clear don't want to have a mortgage on their new home. Yeah. After all, the death settles. Fine. We'll put you in touch with the bridge loan and our buddy of ours, but uh, or a couple of them. And then the other thing you do is, well, maybe you got to just decide you're going to put your stuff in storage and go live somewhere, you know, after you sell your house. If a bridge loan is just not something you can get your mind around or stomach, right? fine, sell your house, go move into, you know, an apartment for six months, put your stuff in storage or some of it in the apartment. Yeah, you got to move twice, but at least you're moving. Right. And then you got a six-month window of time, you know, to find that new place or move in with a relative. Oh, pass. All right. <laughs> and so rates remain low enough that a lot of people can also refinance. So all you got to do, Mr. and Mrs. Listener or Ms. or Mr. Listener out there, to find out how much you can save with a no Social Security required refi checkup is to click on that blue button at acunet.com. Also, the same way you can get started with a rock-solid guaranteed pre-approval to buy to make you a winner like Eric. That's all we have time for today. You've been listening to the Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show on 620 WTMJ. The proceeding was a paid program. Advice and opinions expressed during the Acunet Mortgage and Realty Show are solely that of the hosts or guests of Acunet Mortgage and Acunet Realty Advisors and not WTMJ Radio or Good Karma Brands Milwaukee, LLC.